Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. It's good to say that to you in the flesh and in, in person. Uh, for those of you who don't know, if you were out of town, I've been out of town a little bit longer than I had originally anticipated. Uh, my family traveled uh, to Minnesota prior to Christmas uh, to be with my mother-in-law who was having cancer surgery, which did go well. We're waiting on a result from a biopsy. To, uh, hopefully it was all contained and they got it. We don't know all that just yet, but um, with weather, I wasn't able to make it home for Christmas, and so uh, I stayed in Minnesota, and uh, a whole bunch of other things happened. All, all fine. We're here now, but I just want to say publicly a big thanks to um, all of our volunteers and staff here at our church. It's a, a wonderful blessing for me to be able to be gone and still know that Everything's happening, that ministry's happening. It's a, a wonderful thing. And just a, a public thank you to Pastor Kevin as well for um, picking things up, like uh, Christmas Eve especially, uh, kind of at the last minute. And so uh, with all that being said, on Christmas Eve, even though I wasn't here, Pastor Kevin and I were able to do a pastor secret Santa gift exchange. Super fun. We gave each other these gifts that neither one was expecting, uh, and, and that's what we did then. And then uh, out, of, out of my thanksgiving and my gratitude for Pastor Kevin doing such an awesome job while I was away, I sent him a gift last week from Minnesota that he preached about. And then I think, did you follow through on your end of the deal? You were going to buy me a gift just because you love me, I think, right? Is that what you said? So you got, you got me a gift, and I get to open it, and oh, I'm so excited. A, a, a baby onesie for me. Huh. Are you sure? I mean, I have a baby at home. This is zero to three months. He's like 15 months, and... Uh, anyways, none of my children have ever even fit into these newborn clothes. They would take after me, and they were born like 10, 11 pounds. So uh, this isn't even going to fit him. I don't know why. You want me to read the card? You put a note in here. A onesie for you. Read John 3.3. 3. You typed it on here. Uh, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Thanks, buddy. Huh. Uh, I feel a little bit like, uh, like Nicodemus, <laughs> who John was, or Jesus was talking to in John 3, uh, where Jesus said to him, you can't see the kingdom of heaven unless you're born again. And Nicodemus said, how am I supposed to get back in my mom's womb when I'm this big? And I'm thinking, how am I going to get into this thing when I'm this big, right? Huh. Last week, the gift I sent to Pastor Kevin, if you, if you weren't here, it was this. A suit. And I sent him a note saying, it's for your funeral. <laughs> uh, what I meant was not like his end-of-the-life, put-in-a-coffin type funeral, but I wanted him to be thinking about how in Christ we die to sin, how all of our sin is, 
is gone and put away and buried with Christ. And that, you know, Jesus doesn't just say to us in our Christian life, I love you. Uh, Do your best. Don't really worry about the sin thing. I've got it taken care of. So if you sin, it's not really that big of a deal. So just, you know, try your best. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus, Jesus' death actually puts to death our sin. It puts it away. It kills it. Sin has no eternal mastery over us. Sin only has power if we give it power. And we don't do this on our own. We can't kill this sin by ourselves. But I gave Pastor Kevin a note last week, and I said, read Romans 6, which talks about the gift of baptism. And in particular, the gift of baptism, Paul says, is that in baptism, we are united with Jesus in his death. We are buried with him in his death. But Paul also says, but being united with him in a death like his, we too are also united with him in a resurrection like his. Wait a second. I get it. The onesie is to remind me of my new life in Christ. All right. I get it. This is, this is what happens when you unbox Christmas. We're calling this Christmas Unboxed this last week and this week. I don't know why we called it Christmas Unboxed, though. We should have called it Christmas Unbagged because we gave each other gifts in bags, not boxes, either way. This is what happens when you unbox Christmas. When you see the fullness of what Christmas is, you get, you get a tomb and you get a womb. <laughs> you get a tomb and a a womb. See, a lot of us at Christmas time, we like to focus on the fact that Jesus was born, which is fine, it's good. We like to focus on the fact that God came for us to bring peace on earth in a silent night. We like all that nice stuff at Christmas. But what we forget is that Jesus was born into this world with a death sentence already. It's written into his name. The name Jesus literally means he will save his people from their sins. And how is one going to save people from their sins except to die in their place and take their penalty? So Jesus came into this world. He was born from his mother's womb so he could take on our flesh, take on our sin, take on our death, and then he went to the tomb from womb to tomb, and then a resurrection from the dead. And after his resurrection from the dead, he gave to us the gift of baptism, which then unites us with his tomb and with a new womb. (laughs) That in Christ we die to sin, and in Christ we rise to the newness of of life, born again through faith in Jesus Christ and through the washing and rebirth in the waters of baptism. This is what we read in Colossians today. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3 is practically split into two different sections. The first section dealing with the old self and the second section dealing with the new self. 
Let's look at these today. First, the old self. Paul says this in Galatians chapter 3. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. He goes on in verse 8, you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Paul doesn't say just try your best not to do these things. He says put them to death. Kill them. For in Christ they're already dead. Jesus took all sin and it died with him. It was buried with him. Sin really has no power over you unless you give it power. Sin has no life. Sin is death. This is what the devil does, though. He takes these dead things and he says to us, would you like to breathe life into these and make them your own? That's what temptation is. They're already dead. Let sin be dead with Christ. Let it be buried with him. Paul says, put it to death. Put it off. Don't wear the grave clothes. Leave it with Jesus. This is what your baptism does, Paul is saying. Your baptism drowns your sinful nature with Christ. It's what he said in Romans 6 that you heard last week. And it's also what he says in Colossians 2, just a couple verses before what we just read. Colossians 2.12 says, Having been buried with Jesus in baptism, in which you were also raised with him, through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised Jesus from the dead. In your baptism, you're buried with Christ, united in death. You go to his tomb with him. Sin dies with him. And you rise to the newness of life through the resurrection of Jesus and the washing in the waters of baptism. Dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. You're alive. You're alive right now, every one of you, in Christ. You don't have to wait for some future reality to have life in Christ. Here's what I mean. Unfortunately, a lot of people think like this. They think, my Christian life is to kind of get me through this life. It's to make me feel good, keep me happy, give me hope, so that when I die... I can have this newness of life at some other point in a place called heaven. You don't have to wait to die physically to have the newness of life in Christ. Through your baptism, you are new now. Eternal life doesn't start later. You have eternal life now, in your baptism, you are alive. Now you have life. Now you are new. Now, every day through your baptism, you are a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. You get to wake up as a child of God and start all over. This is what your baptism promises you. You're a new creation. You're a new child each day. And here's what Paul says in Colossians 3 of what that newness of life in Christ looks like. He says this, Put 
on then. Like, like clothes. Put this on. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. I know that's a long list. It's a plenty to chew on. But this is the newness of life in Christ. This is what it looks like to put on Christ. Just imagine if everyone in this room simply attempted to live like this on a daily basis. The benefits it would have in your home, in your neighborhood, society, and the world. I think about it like this. Every day, I go to my closet and I pick out what I'm going to wear. And when I go to my closet, all I have are a bunch of white robes, and I just pick one off a hanger and put it on. I'm just, I'm kidding. I have other things besides white robes. Um, I go to my closet every day to get dressed. I, I've got my clothes in front of me, right? You make a choice, you put something on. I want you to think about it like this. You've got two options in your closet. Tomb clothes and womb clothes. <laughs> Death clothes and life clothes. What are you going to wear today? If you choose the sin suit, it just leads to death. For you and for the people you encounter. If you choose to live in sin, that the list of things in the first section of Colossians 3, if you choose to live like that, it's only going to kill you and the people around you. And I don't just mean physically be put in a grave. I mean it's just going to be miserable. It's no good for you or for anybody else. But if you choose life clothes or womb clothes, those are good things. Walking in Christ is good for you and for those that you encounter. So what are you going to wear? Death or life? What are you going to put on? What did you put on this morning? What about tomorrow if you have to go back to work or go back to school or start a new semester at college? What are you going to put on tomorrow? Are you going to put on death or life? When I was a kid, I was a Mr. Rogers super fan. I loved Mr. Rogers, the show. And there are many, many memorable moments from Mr. Rogers. People usually remember make-believe land and the puppets or the trolley or the stoplight. But what's the most iconic part of Mr. Rogers happened in every episode? The sweater in the morning, right? When he would come and begin that, that new show, he would, if you pay attention, he would take off his work clothes, which the colors were dreary and drab, and he would put those away, and he would put on a more vibrant cardigan and sweater. I actually found out that Mr. Rogers' mom made him those sweaters 
But after she died, they had to go find a new supplier. But there you go, a little side fact about Mr. Rogers. But each day he would begin something new, put on something new. We have the same opportunity in our baptism to take off the old, dead, dreary, sin, tomb clothes and put on the newness of life in Jesus Christ. You know, I thought about uh, going to the store and buying little onesies like this for every one of you to pass out um, so that you could take them home and hang them up in your closet and remember this day. Um, But I didn't do that, so um, I don't... Regardless, I just want you to imagine that I did. Imagine that I did and that tomorrow when you go to your closet or your dresser or wherever you store your clothes, that you picture that there's a little onesie there. And it's a reminder to you that today you have the opportunity to wake up as a new creation. As a baptized child of God, the old is gone, the new has come, sin is dead, you are alive in Christ. Put it on. Put on, therefore, these things as God's holy, precious children. Now, if you need something practical to help you with this, uh, one of the questions that I like to reflect on is this, and maybe you can do this in your devotions this week. Ask yourself this question. What's one thing I need to stop doing or one thing I need to start doing to walk in this newness of life in Christ? And you could use Colossians 3 as something to meditate on this week. You could look at that first section that lists sins, and you could look at that and say, God, what's something I need to stop doing that's that's causing death in me and in other people? Just very practically, God, what's one thing I can stop doing? Or, Or maybe what's one thing I can start doing? Look at the second half of Colossians, all these wonderful traits of the Christian life. What's something I can start doing? in order to walk in this newness of life. Meditate on that question this week as you read Colossians 3 in your personal devotional life. Now, this is Christmas unboxed. This is what happens when we actually put to use the gift of Christmas. When Jesus is born into this world, he is born heading towards a tomb and rising to new life for us. You get a tomb and you get a womb. This is God's gift for every one of us to unite us with Christ in death and resurrection. And this is what baptism is for you. Baptism is a gift that unites you with Jesus in death and resurrection. If you are not baptized or your children are not baptized or you've got questions about this gift of baptism, talk to Pastor Kevin or myself Because this is a gift that God wants you to have and for your household to have. And not just to have, but to put to good use on a daily basis. Every good gift is meant to be used, correct? Put it to good use. Remember your baptism on a daily basis. You know, I, for Christmas, received a bunch of wonderful gifts this year. I received socks and pants and shirts and a new ski helmet and a backpack, all kinds of, I could put on a whole new outfit, right, and be ready for the day. And I will. But the one thing that I'm going to get the most use out of this year and every year after this is the gift of the newness of life in Jesus Christ that I have through the waters of baptism. Put it to good use. Remember your baptism. You are dead to sin. 
You are alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. In his name, amen.